three, two, one. Hey! Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to the Download Youth Ministry <laughs> Podcast. Doug Fields, Josh oh. Griffin, and as always, the queen. Hello, hello. It's great to be with you. Katie Edwards. You're in the center. You're the center of attention. I if you're watching like the show. I don't like this seat. How I got moved into center. this. I don't love, no, but it's good. hello. It's really good. Hello. It's your and show. you're wearing hello, too. I am. Hey. Is, yes. that, a, is that a sparkly favorite? Um, it's just so that I don't have to speak, and you can just like you know whatever's on my chase. sweatshirt. It's more inclined. efficient. Yeah, that's right. You're an aid on the enneagram. You just I um, want to get to it. Just right? get to it. Yeah, yeah, that still cracks me up. <laughs> no pleasantries. Yeah. You know, I did you take the enneagram test thing? Did you? Talk I've to taken him? it a few oh. times. And you're an eight. I am. Huh. I usually don't like eights. So that's interesting because I really like you. So. Social eight. She's a healthy eight. Healthy yeah, eight. Right. Anyway, this podcast Good. is sponsored by Orange, and uh, Orange is is the best. All of the all of the above. They Absolutely. Are, they are one through nines on the enneagram. They are all all the numbers. They, <laughs> they are, are yeah. everything. They're they are seven, a three, and a one. Sorry, not an eight. They're so great. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time at the Orange Conference. We did. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah, it was great. They're going on tour this fall, which will be awesome. They always put on an amazing tour, a bunch of cities all over the U.S. Including you, Orange County here. Do you know where you'll be besides Orange County? Or no, it's probably too early. Uh, it's it's a little early for them. Yeah. It's not a little early for me. <laughs> I would like those dates sooner. Be helpful. Yeah. 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 But catch Doug on tour with the Orange Tour. I loved the theme this year that it's, it's personal. personal, just was good. like the relationship piece and stuff. So that'll be cool on the when tour. When you're the ninth or thirteenth speaker of it's personal, and you're oh, you don't love it as much. No, <laughs> everything's you did good. Been said. But <laughs> well, you're just hoping that, like, yeah. because I picked I picked a passage. I was hoping, like, okay, nobody else is speaking on that passage. Yeah. But, you know, what do you and do? And when the guy before you mentions the passage, you're like, <gasps> but then he stopped there, so that was good. Now you killed it, Doug. It was great. Your talk was awesome. It's personal. My favorite sentence, if I may. Okay. Discipleship doesn't happen from a distance. Mm. It was so solid, so clear. You got to be up close. You got to be in the mess. It's personal. Good. This is great. You only need one really good sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought the rest of it was super average, but that sentence sentence was life changing. Okay, there you go. all right, what do we want to talk about? Let's I got questions. If you ministry. have questions, send them in to podcast download youth ministry. I only know about youth ministry. <laughs> I don't know anything I else. I could do. I feel like that a lot of times. Star Wars Seriously. and TV recommendations. I don't know. I no. only know about youth ministry. Radio controlled airplanes? We were brainstorming yesterday. We were in a meeting brainstorming some segments for the More Than Dodgeball show. Mm-hmm. And it's like many of the segments were like i wouldn't know any like christian music yeah we had this christian songs. music karaoke idea and doug's like oh yeah I did, I, yeah <laughs> like, okay. so like josh is trying to say like well if i if you know you choose a word it's like a sing sing song like mm-hmm. the word love and he'd be like what's love got to do with it sure. goes, now your turn yes. and i'm like um, <laughs> like, oh, well, this, yeah, this segment's not gonna work so any songs any, any music any. yeah <laughs> well you do listen to talk radio some yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, I listen to 70s on 7. So, so Bee Gees. So if we did a Bee Gees sing off. <gasps> I only know, know the one Bee Gees. Song. Yeah, you I could do that. I skated to the Bee Gees. Bee Gees oh, sing off, you, please, on the you, next episode. Did you skate backwards to the Bee Gees, <laughs> yeah, though? You could skate backwards, could never do that. So, skating could be another topic. Skating. Oh, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Inline or yeah. traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, roller rinks, where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> no, There's dumb. a lot you could do with that. Think of all the segments we I'm could do. I'm actually speaking tonight uh, at a roller rink. In a yes. at a church across the street from the roller rink that I skated at. Please put roller skates. What? Oh yeah. my gosh. That's awesome. Are you gonna skate in? 
No. Did you slow skate with someone sure. in that? Oh yeah. Sure. They changed the music, the lights, they had yeah, that the disco skate. ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the first time I held hands with a girl was at a couple skate. It was in the mid eighties. So roller skating was already kind of on its How way out. How did you do that as a homeschooler? Yeah, it was my mom. That was <laughs> your way to meet people. <laughs> it was my only social time of the week. Oh, yeah, we had to go on Christian rink. night though because the music the rest of the week, <laughs> like the Bee Gees, terrible. Yeah. Probably sending people to hell. Anyhow. Definitely. Great. Here's a question from Jeff Kokenauer. Oh, I like Jeff. Indiana Jeff. Jeff is great. He's in Bluffington, Indiana. There you go. Uh, he said, so this question doesn't come from a place of burnout. At least I don't think it does. Perhaps from a place that could be somewhat close. I don't really think so. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I'm but, fine. But it has fine. led me to this question. What is burnout? I love how conversation. I'm seeing a counselor now for some things that I just don't like in regards to my response to things. And mm. I'm working really hard to build a community that will disciple me and allow me to have community apart from ministry. But I'm not even Great. sure I know what burnout is. I just wonder what people would describe as burnout. It's not like it's in the dictionary or anything. That's probably Wikipedia or something, though, right? Burnout. Yeah, but whether that Google gives that? the the true definition of I mean, yeah. I, what I have heard is that the true definition of burnout you don't come back from burnout. Like the how it's ruined. You're ruined. You're it's done. over. Yeah, burn yeah. out. Like there's nothing. You know, nothing left. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, but I am, again, this is kind of outside of youth ministry, so I'm not hmm. really an expert on burnout. No. Yeah. I, I do, I am, I have a lot of experience with feeling like <sighs> I'm tired, I'm not thinking clearly, I don't want to be with people, I don't like my yeah. job, I don't mm-hmm. like people, I don't like earth. I, I don't, don't like, like my boss. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like my earth. parents. Yeah, I just don't. I'm, I don't want to do another one of those stupid events. I don't events. want to get out of bed. I hate overnighters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you're burned out when you're there. <laughs> well, not technically burned out. Oh, you're yeah. close to burnout. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a difference between defeat and defeated season and a low season and burnout too. Yeah. But don't you think burnout is when you have nothing left to give? There's no more fuel. There's no more octane. There's no more. There's nothing. You are done and you hit a wall and it's over. That's burnout. I do think that's a good, I think it's a good working definition. I, I, I mean, I, I would think of it in the same lane of it's something that, yeah, you're burnt out from and can't come back from. Yeah. But you know, understanding, being able to recognize, am I tired? Am I discouraged? You know, the fact that you're asking questions and just looking to pursue what it is yep. in my mind would say it's probably not burnout. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where you're kind of trying to figure out and determine how do I need to care for myself in the middle of being tired or being discouraged or feeling defeated. So yeah, yeah I, don't or know. A combination I think those of things all. are different. In <laughs> um, my little book refuel, I talk about, um, knowing your gauges in terms of empty and full, mm. you know, so for me, I learned that um, when I'm nearing empty, kind of spiritually empty, <clears throat> emotionally empty, like I'm shorter with people, mm. um, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, my temper, mm-hmm. I, my temper flares, like, can you just tell I'm not in a, yeah. you know, good place? So do you, you know, the question would be is, have you articulated where your gauges are in terms of some things like when you're driving and somebody cuts you off, you know, do you go crazy? Because mm. you probably don't have any reserves at that point. You know, the yeah. there are other I mean, I'm not prepped to think of all the. But gauges, I think but, understanding sure. how you're wired and yeah. what triggers and some of those things, I do think that's an important part of the process. Well, and what fuels you? 
Yes. How do you come back from that? Is yeah. the real question isn't what is burnout? It's how do I recover from whatever it burnout. is? Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. How do I come back from defeat? How do I come yeah. back from being disappointed in my leadership? How do I gear up for another season of youth ministry when I'm done this for ten years and I'm tired of it and I mm-hmm. I'm on empty? So the real question I like that he's asking is how do I come back? Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not all the way spent, I want to recover from this. Yeah. Or for other people that are listening, how do I prevent? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he, he said something about <clears throat> allow me to have community apart from ministry. Uh-huh. What a great word. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that is Huge one of the preventions answer. of mm-hmm. it. You know, early on in my youth ministry, some of our uh, best friends were the Genoways. Yeah. And, oh, yeah I know them. And so we, Kathy and I set Jeff and Teresa up on a blind date and they got married and we had this friendship early on in ministry and Jeff yep. was a fireman. So he had he knew nothing about youth ministry. And so when we would hang out, it wasn't like we were talking shop all the time. Uh-huh. That's great. We're, we're, you know, I was asking questions about calls that he had gone on and sure. paramedic type stuff. What's and, the most horrific accident scene you've I ever come yeah, up on? Just letting him I'd tell be all about so, that. But he didn't care about our dips in attendance. He didn't care that I went over budget on camp. He didn't care that I was struggling with a volunteer. It just wasn't yeah. safe. Yeah. Different. And so it just gave you it gave you some you know, a place where you can be like, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to talk ministry because ministry yeah. is all consuming. Totally. Yeah. And oftentimes the friends that we hang out with are our volunteers, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And so it becomes everywhere you go, you're talking ministry. Yeah. yeah. And I would ask some real practical questions when you're feeling this way. When was the last time you were on a vacation? When was the last time you had a, a legitimate day off? When was the last time mm-hmm. you turned off your phone? Just some of those rest rhythms that we can so quickly escape in youth ministry. I would just go, when was the last time, if you're married, when were you just you and your spouse away for a weekend? When was the last time you had a volunteer teach so you didn't feel the pressure of it? Mm-hmm. Usually it's a compiling, compounding problem that weighs you down and you get you get down here and you're defeated or, or about to burn out. So I would say look for ways to immediately lighten the load to recover from this. So ask somebody else to teach for a week and plan an absence. I heard Doug say that years ago. Mm-hmm plan to be gone and i was like well, i can't be gone because this thing depends on me and then i was like oh yeah oh no. that's the yeah okay <laughs> and it works yeah. people will rise to the occasion and you need the rest do you know what i need someone to develop is an out of office for text messages oh, so that, that it's like you can hey i'm, I'm not responding today because i'm whatever yes you know for my you text. can't turn text different email off. you can do it on your voicemail but it's like the one spot it's gonna come i hope so it's gonna come even like a mark unread for text would be nice so that i can remember to follow up on it because <laughs> once you mark it and you read it it's gone it's, it's gone into the netherland yeah it's almost become like email in terms oh, of yeah. a little bit yeah catch up yeah exactly. i like the prevention side because I think if you're listening and you're in a really good place right now, this is a great time to mm-hmm. ask really good questions about, hey, who would I go to if if yep. things get hard? You know, who am I going to talk to? Who who are some you know maybe vet a professional counselor now when you're in a really good place of someone yeah. that you know you would go to or talk to? Um, I think a lot of times we're doing stuff in hindsight and responding to things that are hard instead of in the really good seasons, you know, who's yes. that circle of people that you can turn to? Who are people that you can ask to be just a prayer team for you when you need it? You know, what a, do those things in the now before things get tough. It's yeah. really good. Well, yeah, good. community cannot be overstated. Yeah. Your friends, your people, who's gonna pick you up when yeah. you're down? 
Because the truth of ministry is that you can mask your inner world by having a successful outer world, mm -hmm. right? So you can right. be killing it at church, you can have great numbers, yeah. things can yep. be going good, but you could be dying on the inside. Yeah. And and that is that is a, a that's a dangerous place to be. It's a sign. Yep. It's definitely a warning sign. Yeah. I like it. That's good. That's a good question. I appreciate Jeff's honesty and even asking that too. And his subtle defense of it's not happening. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. And I love Jeff. He's it's a hard positive. to be vulnerable when those things oh, happen, yeah. right? Well, he's a like, positive dude. Yeah. So for him to even say these words, I just I really like him. I got to speak at his camp a couple years ago and I really like yeah, that. Yeah, he's guy. been to some of our DYM. Yeah, events he's just a good dude. Super fun, yeah. super funny. But he also, you know, he just got married. Sure, he's in a new season. He's, yeah. He no, refer totally. he referees. So he's yeah. a football referee. Football ref. So he's not just working youth ministry, he's got a side hustle on yep. the side. So yep. he's got you know, extra extra job. And a pressure job too. He's not just a referee, he's like the uh, one, the ref. referee, yeah. you know, so. Well, times of transition, I think, are really good times to pay attention to because I, anytime you, something changes in your life stage, in your life, whether it's a job or a relationship or something, you have a new normal post that moment. And so once you, if you get married, you're a different youth pastor as a married youth pastor than right. you were single. Yeah. You know, you're in a new normal. And so even being open to things might not look the same as they did before. So I might not feel the way that I did before. I might be looking for a new normal in my next mm -hmm. season. Yeah. And youth ministry can be a part of that. There might be a new normal in youth ministry. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the Download Youth Ministry Facebook community is totally available for you mm -hmm. if you feel like there's 12,000 something youth pastors in there. But if you're feeling defeated, discouraged, you're not alone in this. There's yeah. tons of people that have experienced how you feel or the whatever's going on with your church. So I'd say lean into the virtual community as well. Powerful tool waiting for you. Um, type how you're feeling. It's all, you know, in order to get into that group, you have to prove that you're a youth pastor and you're vetted a little bit. But there's thousands and thousands of people that know youth ministry inside and out. So, well, that's join been, us. I, you know, I'm not in that as much as I wish I could be. But one of the things I do love is that when somebody exposes some uh -huh. pain that uh -huh. they're going through, you can tell the pastoral oh. people yeah. just jump on there. Rally. And they have, you, you know, those. We, we defend our people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's which true. Is, which is great. Um, here is a <laughs> question from Keith Hurt. <clears throat> Time, timely. He's hurt. That wasn't funny. Yeah. No, oh, not even a not, little bit. Exactly, well, Keith. <laughs> no, Josh is gonna here, keep going. Keep, you keep, keep swinging, moving. guys. Just read it. Here's Just a little lesson it. for you. Keep no. swinging. No, not with bad humor. Uh, which camera am I gonna look at for this show? All of them. Uh, what do you got, Doug? My name is Keith Hurd. I'm a youth pastor in Columbus, Ohio. I've been in youth ministry for a while, and I've recently noticed a change in our younger boys. In the past five to seven years, we've seen a dramatic increase in junior high boys with ADHD, autism, spectrum disorders, and extremely short attention spans. Getting some of these boys engaged in typical youth group activities like sitting in a chair, singing, listening, and communicating in small groups can seem impossible at times. I have come to the realization that not only do we need to completely separate our junior high and senior high programs, I'm considering two separate junior high programs, one for boys and one for girls. It seems that many boys must be physically active in order to stay engaged with the group, and this would require a totally different programming approach than the girls would require. It seems to me that most youth ministries are not effectively reaching boys. Girls compose seven or eight of every 10 students in most youth groups in our area. I would love to hear your ideas, especially Katie, um, that help us to more effectively minister to young active boys in both 
large groups and small group settings? It's a really good question. Yeah, which I put is. save for Katie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, take it yeah. away. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know your context better than I do, um, but. I feel like there are really great spaces to minister to girls and boys, and I would say small groups, if that's a possibility for you, to me, um, would be a good space to um, have them split. Honestly, I've never thought about splitting them in the large group. I think they bring a dynamic to each other that's important. Um, I think being you can be thoughtful for guys and girls there's all sorts of stuff that i think ministers to both um and i think even switching off with programming to you know having moments where you do more physical stuff and invite the girls into that i don't know that i would say girls are closed off to physical activity or games or things like that so i think if you swing for a couple of months where you have maybe a little bit more of that, I don't think it would exclude or alienate the girls. So um, I, I don't know. I just think there's a lot for middle school that hits both audiences really well. I do think there, like I said, there is a space to break them off because I think they they move at such different paces in middle school. So you can kind of tailor a boys small group. If you've got a really active group of boys, then maybe that small group is doing a little bit more in that small group time and you're kind of scratching that itch in that space too. So I do think there are great times to split, but I also think they bring, they they pull each other into things that I think are important in middle school. So I don't know, I, I've never thought about that What do you think of his before. observation of uh, the last, you know, five to seven years, a dramatic increase in boys with, you know, in some ways, some different either special needs or learning or spectrum. I do. Yes. I mean, I do think there's just an increase in students being in the same environment where maybe five years ago there would be some siloed environments for kids um, maybe who were dealing with something a little bit extra. And now I feel like most parents want all their kids all in the same space. So I've definitely seen that. I think um, training up some volunteers to be one-on-one with those students in some of those games or environments that are larger group to help them win could be something to think through. I actually just saw another church's website. Gosh, I can't remember who it is. But for their summer camp, they have done this thing with students Um, if if a student has a special need, they'll recruit a special volunteer, a a volunteer to go with that student to camp so that they get to experience everything the same, but also tend to their needs. And I thought, holy smokes, how many volunteers would you need? But I mean, that was my logistical Mm, response. But when you think of the shepherding response to that, it's like, wow, what a cool idea. So I think your volunteer team really infuses and shapes the culture in a middle school room and having some, you know, some specialized volunteers volunteers could be a way to to minister to kids and help them feel like they can be part of whatever you've got going on programming wise yeah it's good you got anything on that josh love it no i'm just excited about this conversation my 12 year old has some challenges and so his attention span is incredibly short he defaults to screens before and his social interactions are hit and miss like he's great but he's like a little bit just his name is Jaden. We just—he's a little bit Jaden. He's just really unique kid that I love so much. So, but a typical youth ministry program, which is sit here, we're gonna play this game, stand for really loud music that he's now sensitive to, mm-hmm. then sit for thirty minutes for a big talk. Like those are big 
asks mm -hmm. of my son. The other three cruise through, no big deal, nothing. So I really like the idea of someone who is intentionally sitting with him or a few guys. Like think of a small group leader who's also at youth group that would go a million miles. Just someone to nudge him a little bit, put their arm around, whatever it needs, you know, but understands and loves that kid to death. That would be such a gift to me because I do want my kid in the large, the larger youth group, the 30 kids that are, I want him in there. Yeah. You know, so I I like the idea of really cater to him in a small group, but help him succeed in the large group mm -hmm. would be great. So show some kids that don't like loud, maybe your, your worship band or your students who are playing or adults, whatever, let some kids bail in the mm -hmm. back of the room and don't be panicked by that. Encourage it even if they need it, because there's some kids that are sensitive to really loud music. So, and I think keep understanding, keep keep pursuing your understanding of middle schoolers. You know, middle schoolers as a whole, I don't always think that students stand out quite as much in middle school because I, my business is awkwardness. Like my ministry, <laughs> we minister to a season where things are a little bit crazy and awkward, and embrace that a little bit. So maybe in thinking in the uh, of the peaks and valleys in your program, you know, think about the middle schooler sitting in the seat a ton of, you know, I have kids that do step out for music and that's fine. You know, and they come right back in for right, other things. Right. I have students who, you know, like to skirt out a little early before my message is over. But those are things to pay attention to. Maybe there's, totally. you know, maybe you're doing three five-minute teaching sections split up versus doing a 20-minute message. You know, if if you want to mess, you know, middle schoolers respond really well to just kind of different elements and, and changing those maybe every seven minutes or so, seven or eight minutes, thinking yeah. through some of those could also just minister to your middle school crowd a little better. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it would increase engagement for any type of student though. Like a 30, if you're giving a 30 minute talk to junior hires, oh, good for you. But if you thought intentionally, like every seven, 10 minutes, whatever it is, I'm re-engaging them, we're I'm mm -hmm. illustrating, I'm telling a story, I'm, they're standing, they're sitting, they're discussing, just shake it up a little bit. That's not a bad thing, period even if you don't have learning challenges. I think that number is only gonna increase. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, gosh, that's a learning space for me right now. I'm just really trying to learn a ton, meet with parents who who have who have students who have different needs than, you know, um, maybe other kids. And so I think be a learner of just what's to come. So if it's learning about kids who are on the autism spectrum or that's kind of my thing right now is just really trying to educate myself yeah. so that I mean, I can minister to, and again, I was kind of really intrigued by this other church who I saw kind of do this thing at camp that I thought, okay, we could maybe do that, where cool. we recruit, a, you know, some specific volunteers who have a heart for the one or two and liked the one or two. And so, I don't know, I just think maybe thinking a little bit differently. So I'm, you know, kind of having this moment now on the sideline watching YouTube because Josh, Jaden is about to enter middle school. Yeah, he is right there. <laughs> right? Is yeah, month and a half. Okay, so a month and a half, and you've said, you know, it's got some challenges with yeah. sitting and, you know, one of the funnier kids I've maybe ever met. I mean, he's, he's got funny. a funny he sense does. of humor. He's, he's funny. got great job. timing. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> Keith hurts me a little bit. <laughs> I was a guy's question earlier. Oh. Yeah. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. He's 0 for 2 on that. He's 0 for 2. I was trying to redeem it. He's just going to keep no. swinging. Yeah. So keep going. No, he does have a keep swinging mentality. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, Katie, you know, you're on the front end of that 
that boy coming into your, mm-hmm. you, you know, your youth group and right. hearing that, you know, so it's just interesting to just kind of watch this play out in a little bit. Absolutely. Well, I would say I am becoming incredibly more empathetic for parents that are living this life. Yeah. Because I, I'm in particular, my wife, I like it's just, it is an exhausting, never ending. And it's, be- he, we love our kid more than anybody's business, but it is challenging yeah. as well. So anything that the church can do to come alongside what we're trying to do as a family, it is a gift to us. So, And that's a piece too, I mean, of just figuring out how to connect with parents as well. So, you know, knowing that your kid is coming in, I want to try to be intentional about asking you guys, hey, any suggestions or are there any things, you know, we have some students right now who, like I said, they can't be in worship because it's just a little bit loud for them and it, it gives them anxiety. So, you know, I had a couple moms come to me and talk to me about that. And so it was easy to, you know, to accommodate that. And once I knew, you know, then it was easy to minister. Yeah. So even just that partnership as a youth pastor between us and parents and just what we can learn about their kids. A lot of times we generalize in youth ministry and Jaden is not the same as another kid so who true. has special needs. So what does it look like to give care and and to the individual kid? Yeah. It's you know? personal. It's good. It's personal. Like but that. truth, you know, for sure. Yeah. So we want Jaden yeah. to win, but he, I can't put him into the same boat as every other kid that struggles with something. But you know? to me, what I just as a little pause, that's what I love about you pastoring and shepherding the kids as opposed to Instagramming the crowd. You're caring about that kid, my kid, thank you, who is in that crowd, who needs to be treated as an individual and personally cared. And he's high maintenance and going to cause some drama and even a little bit of disruption. Right. But thank you for shepherding and loving that boy because he's my boy. Mm. Yeah. Well, and part of the difference, too, is Katie is 45, 44 years old yep. and not a 23-year-old youth pastor. Yeah. And so not a slam on the 23. You just didn't know at 23 what you know now. And we're in a different time a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I would say she's elevated in her age. I don't think you can say 45. She mentioned it in the last show. I did. I well, said how old. I'm 44. Yeah. I said how old I was, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, I mean, this is... <laughs> now we've drawn a lot of attention to it, so she can't be super old. But it is a little bit of my, my pet peeve in church hiring. You know, totally. Go people, for the 20-year-old. You know, do you know somebody who's young and got I a lot know. of energy? Yeah. And they're going to be making the same phone call a year later because that person probably won't be around. So yeah. it's just... If we were a little wiser in the church and we yeah. hired people with a little more seasoning, hire uh, hire some great pastors too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was like a really yeah. good question. Yeah, Keith, good job. Thanks for sending that in. Sorry, um, Josh was over two on humor. I'm really I'm really hurting over it. Over three. Sean Alley from Oskaloosa, Iowa. That's not a place. Nope. Oskwala. Yeah, Oskaloosa. 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 Iowa? Iowa. Allison, do we have anybody hosting at the National Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry Training on September 21st? Train, our trainmyvolunteers.com. Close yeah. to Oskaloosa. Tra- uh, Os- where is Oskaloosa? It's in oh, the north. I just expected <laughs> Allison to be like, well, it's just north of Des Moines. <laughs> That's it's in Iowa. It is something you would know, Allison. Yeah. It's, in I- totally it's in Iowa. We have um, Katie right now. We have... 275 Amazing. host churches that are going to be hosting all over the National US of A volunteer youth ministry training, including we have three in Iowa, three in Iowa, Griswold, 
Griswold, Iowa. Uh, Des Moines. Des Moines, Des Moines. Iowa. And Say Oscar. Oscar Ankeny. Huh. Outside of Des Moines. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Ankeny. So what I'm seeing is that we need Muscatine. Sean. Muscatine. Oscar. Okay. Muscatine, Ankeny, Iowa. Des Moines. Okay. Des Moines. And. <laughs> and. Muscatine. Muscatine. All right. So we need one in. We need Sean to Oglala. host an Oscar Lusa. Iowa has way cooler city names yeah. than we do. Oscaloosa, Iowa. Hey, actually, we need more people to. If you have anybody in Utah, like you know, we're oh, in every isn't that state. Wild? You look, go to trainmyvolunteers.com and just see where all the dots are across the but United States. But not so much in Utah. None. None. Zero. We have zero. Oh. Zilch. Zip. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I realize there's a lot of. Um, I've I've heard rumor that there's a lot of Mormons there. That's what I hear. But I know that there's some um, churches there that could host it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Come on, Utah. There's a Dead space around Oscaloosa. So he <gasps> there is a huge Ooh. dead space. Yeah. Oscaloosa, we're calling you out right Sean now. Sean Allen, let's go. I don't know what camera to look into, so I'm going to just take my time on each one. That's right. <laughs> okay. Like, shake your head. Oscaloosa. Right. So, uh, here we go. Here, we're going to end with Sean Allen's questions. Send okay. your questions to podcast at downloadyouthministry.com. I was in youth ministry for eight years, then I stepped out of it and worked a quote unquote real job, Mm-mm. and now I'm back in it. What are some ways to implement change without right. guns a blazing? What are some websites, <laughs> podcasts, and youth culture you would suggest or books? Thank you for collective wisdom and help. Simple questions. Welcome back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to have you. Uh, well, obviously, well, you're we have a show. podcast yeah. network. <laughs> you're, you're starting off strong. Yeah, yeah, good job. We have a podcast network that has 10 different shows. 10 amazing shows. I mean, even if you never left... And there are great podcasts outside of this network, but if you just mm-hmm. listen, we've got one on culture. We've got one uh, we heard about for on parents. last our last show, fifteen minutes with Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, stuff we, for parents, stuff for ideas. mentoring you, ideas, hacks, tips, tricks. We've got it all. We've got yeah. you covered. There's a Youth Ministry Labs mm-hmm. is our newest show, and that thing is killing it. Just fun experimental ideas in youth ministry. And last cool. on the last show, Frank said his favorite podcast was Youth Ministry Hacks. That was so pretty high praise. Yeah, yeah there's mm-hmm. a lot. There. It is a great show. It's, Parent tips with Jonathan McKee. How's that? I haven't listened to it's that not, It's not. Yeah, it's fine. It's awesome, I mean. Are we recording? What? Um, and I would say this. Uh, the Walt Mueller from the Parent for Center for Parenting yeah, Youth Understanding. Yeah, Unbelievable culture. Best. Homeward.com does unbelievable culture stuff as well. So you can get yeah. up to speed really quickly um, through those two websites in particular. Yeah, Homeward I like every CP. Friday has a... Um, culture blog yeah yeah it comes out jim lee belt our friend um writes it it was one of the top two years ago it was top 50 blog in the world yeah on culture. it's awesome but there's great stuff happening you need to know mm-hmm. about marvel movies and justin bieber's new song and what's yes, hot and what's so not what's good. the i mean but welcome back love teenagers yeah. shepherd teenagers mm-hmm. pastor your kids well and that's even more that's important personal. than the cultural love, stuff. yeah so what, how people. do you implement change without guns ablazing? yeah put your guns away Take so your time. We're talking to somebody Take uh, a deep breath. recently who's who was interviewing at a church, and and uh, the church said, um, "Hey, if you just come in for the next six months and just love people, you're going to win big." Oh yeah. yes, yeah. I love that church. Yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's great. I mean, I, unless I, they're hiring you to come in and guns of totally. and bring about change, sure. And but, sometimes they say that's what they want, and they really well, don't want right. that too. So test that as well. Yeah. There's probably, I mean, even thinking through a first year plan yeah. and maybe a five year plan. I mean, I think we've talked about goal setting before on here, but just thinking through, you know, in the first three months, there might be some really quick, easy things that you can do that are are really fun and healthy change 
from the get-go, but then thinking through like six months in, what are the things I need to observe and what change? Yeah, what's Just, really sacred here? Yeah. What's, what can we not kill? Be a learner. For sure not do. And be a learner yeah. in the greater church, not just in your youth ministry. So even how does culture outside the youth ministry affect you? Like I think yep. being a learner is huge, but then also thinking, you know, long-term yeah. could be cool. You know, I know it's not on the top of his desk probably, but somewhere, and I'm sure you could get a copy somewhere of Purpose Driven Youth Ministry, there is a chapter on change and challenges. Yes. Good one. So it's just how do you bring about changes and, you know, with the challenges you're going to meet. So there's some principles in there. I have a there. copy on my desk. I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you <laughs> do. No, that's my favorite part when you would teach purpose or youth ministry conference yeah. you had a section on change in fact we have a download youth ministry course that includes oh, yeah. a chunk on change which is oh. really good i'm excited about that coming out but you have said over and over again change take your time with change health takes time yeah. move slowly go to your most your biggest fan and your biggest critic like i think those simple principles that you've taught for decades have served youth ministry and youth pastors like this really well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think the question is not how do I bring about change, but how do I bring about health? So exactly. change is just a part of that question. Yeah. Yeah, that's and good. that wow. might tweet, that tweet might that. measure yeah, out. I'm going to tweet that. I'll retweet that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm sure you said it. Too late. <laughs> I already retweeted I'm my sure own I'm retweet. I'm sure I'm just regurgitating something <laughs> I learned from you. Really, that's the, what we do, though. We just take what Doug said 30 years ago. Put it in our own tone of voice. A little alliteration. <laughs> and because and of all ours. the aspartame in my life, I'm like, dang, he's like, wow, really good. Katie These is so wise. No, we're your legacy. Remember, yes, we are. We're a good. We're a good legacy. You guys are unbelievable. I love it. All right, is that it? Are we done? Is that the end of the show? Episode 352 in the can. It was a good run. Hey-o. Mic drop. 352. Um, go to trainmyvolunteers.com. Uh, yeah, especially to... if you're from Oskawala, Indiana. Yeah, Where was sign, it? Oskaloosa. Two and a half hours oh, of training. Iowa. Josh, tell us about it. Two and a half hours of training on September 21st. Yeah, you can sign up for a little over 100 bucks. Bring all the volunteers from your church. So yes. you pack everybody into a church van. All 15 of you. Grab McDonald's on the way. Have a great time at the training. The or best, all three of you. Or all three, whatever or it is. 37 all of you. Or you and your spouse. As many as you want. Make as many as you want. It's a little over 100 bucks. And it's going to be, more importantly, two and a half hours of camaraderie, fun, laughter, really good training from super sharp minds, including Katie Edwards. Wow. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Train your Trainmyvolunteers.com. There's hundreds of locations. Unless you live in Oskaloosa, Iowa, yeah, we there still, isn't one yet. If you have yet. to drive more than an hour, be a host. Be a host. Yeah. Be a host. We're still adding hosts. And if you know anyone in Utah, that's right. <laughs> Get the thousands, word out there. There are thousands and thousands of volunteers already signed up. It's going to be so unbelievable. Cool. Yep. Can't wait. Okay. And See you in September. Uh, go to leadertrex.org. <laughs> yeah. And thanks, yes. uh, Orange Students. Text us for the code. Email us for the code. Yeah. Podcast download youth.com. <gasps> and we're done. Luke, okay. we're done. <laughs> Should we get some lunch? I'm starving. <laughs>